We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Boy, people are still buzzing about the Roquan Smith trade, but simultaneously, there are others who are lamenting that the Ravens did not trade for a wide receiver. Yeah, but if you ask former Raven Robert Griffin III, such a move wasn't necessary for Lamar Jackson to go toe-to-toe with top QBs like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. They don't need a true number one wide receiver. I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It is Wednesday, November 2nd, and this is your Morning Ravens Vault. So there's some comparisons going around between Ray Lewis and Roquan Smith, including one from former Raven Shannon Sharp, who's covered Roquan since he entered the league and obviously also played with Lewis. Plus, the Ravens now have two standout franchise players who are representing themselves in the contract negotiating world. How might Eric DaCosta in Baltimore's front office handle this upcoming balancing act? We'll dive in. Yeah, we have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So on Tuesday, the NFL world continued to react to the trade the Ravens made, bringing in linebacker Roquan Smith. And we'll, of course, get to more of that reaction soon. But Sarah, what many fans are talking about in Baltimore is the trade the franchise chose not to make. And we both know what position group that is. Yeah, that position group would be wide receiver. And my Twitter mentions are full about comments of that lack of move at that position. But first off, let me say this, Bobby. For all those that are complaining about the wide receiver position, look, I get it. I just don't want it to be misconstrued as a belittlement of Roquan Smith. His arrival is massive, and it should be celebrated completely independent from however people feel about wide receiver. That trade was a straight-up W, hands down, no debate. So, two things can be true at once. You can love the Roquan trade and still be concerned about wide receiver. Yeah, that's well said, partner. And I guess the question now becomes, and of course this is for those who are still clamoring for a receiver, Would the resources have been better used at a premium position rather than at middle linebacker, which is not a premium position, at least not in today's NFL? All right. I think it's a good question, but 
No, I, I really don't think so. First of all, the Ravens don't use the receiver position much in the currently designed offense. So why spend resources there if you're not going to use it? And also, a second round and a fifth round pick isn't getting you this massive difference maker at the receiver position. In fact, the Bears used a second rounder just before the trade deadline Tuesday to get wide receiver Chase Claypool from the Steelers. I don't think Claypool would make a bigger impact on the Ravens' Super Bowl chances than Roquan Smith. So that means Baltimore would have needed to spend much more than what they spent on Roquan to get a real difference-making wide receiver. And Bobby, I don't think I'm alone in that opinion either. Our good friend and former Ravens Super Bowl wide receiver Kadri Ismail, he tweeted this on Tuesday. Quote, meh, I get the wide receiver needs, but a linebacker the likes of Smith? Bad A upgrade. Ain't no wide receiver there that can be on this type of trade level, in my opinion. Close quote. And then the Athletics' Jeff Zrebeck also tweeted this. Quote, I don't think the Ravens feel like a number three type wide receiver is going to help them much. And that's mostly what's available. And the ones who are better than that are going to require a lot more draft compensation or them absorbing a good a bit of money. Yeah, it's a good point by Jeff there. The Ravens only had to absorb 575 k of Roquan's $9 million cap hit this season. We've mentioned that in past episodes. It'd be tough to match that with a difference-making receiver. I think we can both agree on that. But Baltimore could have addressed the position earlier in the offseason, but it chose not to. The team's sticking to its guns, partner, like... They're sticking with their identity, and whether or not that identity is conducive to a deep postseason run, that remains to be seen. Yeah, I I mean, that's just it. They're sticking with their identity, and former Ravens tight end Shannon Sharp on Unscripted. He reminded us of the fact that Baltimore is a defensive-minded team, and that's why you frequently see them make big moves on that side of the ball. But this is what we know about DeCosta. This is his third uh, trade line deal in four years. 2019, they make the trade for Marcus Peters. In 2020, they make the trade for Yannick Ngakwe. So now here we go with Raekwon. And you see on the defensive side of football, because they still, they're still a defensive-minded football team. And it's like, okay, we're going to let you do your thing, Lamar, but we still got to hold up our end. And they don't feel on that side of the ball. Now, I know everybody say, well, when is uh, 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 DaCosta, and when are they going to go get him, his Stephon Diggs for uh, Allen? When are they going to go get him as Tyreek for uh, Tua? When are they going to get one of those guys? I'll say this, Bobby. It's not a surprise to me all that the Ravens didn't make a wide receiver trade. Like Sharp said, it's not who they are, it's not who they've been, and so I've accepted that. Now that said, I personally think another piece would be good, which is why I keep bringing up the pipe dream of signing OBJ. You know, I just think that come playoff time, the passing game needs to be respected. It doesn't need to be this huge threat like the Bills and Chiefs have because the Ravens are run first, but it needs to be enough to be respected. And so to be respected, the question is, does that require a true number one wide receiver? It sure would be nice for Lamar Jackson. And I was hoping Rashad Bateman would become that, but he hasn't for various reasons, one of which is injuries. But I'll say this. This is is interesting to me. Former Ravens backup quarterback, RG3. He said on ESPN's Get Up that a true number one is not necessary 
for Lamar Jackson to go head-to-head with other elite quarterbacks in the AFC. 100% he is. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, they got Gus Edwards back, which we call him Gus the Bus down in, in Baltimore. That was huge for them. They found out, hey, Mark Andrews isn't there. We got Isaiah Likely. He can go out there and make plays for us. They don't need a true number one wide receiver, but they've also got Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Jackson there at the receiver position with uh, the other guys that are down. Yeah, That's going to really healthy. help. That's well. Rashad Bateman with another injury. He's had a lot of problems with that, but if healthy, the Ravens look like a dangerous Team. And still to come here on the vault, are there shades of the great Ray Lewis and Roquan Smith's game? Stay tuned. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Bobby, the Ravens made their trade for Roquan Smith publicly official on Tuesday, which, of course, garnered even more national attention and reaction. Yeah, and Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles spoke on what I'm sure was a difficult decision to make on his end. You know, there's part of me that's bummed because this was a guy that I thought was going to be here for a long time. Um, I felt like we put uh, a lot of effort forward to get that done. We came up short and we couldn't find common ground. And that's just a part of this business, which I think we all understand. I want to definitely you know, wish him luck moving forward. I know he's going to have a good career. Um, it'll be good for, for Baltimore as well. So, Sarah, as we chatted about in recent episodes, Roquan's a player representing himself. And as you just heard there from polls, clearly Chicago wasn't willing to meet his price tag demands, which ultimately led to this divorce. And, you know, we're going to discuss whether the Ravens will be the ones to be willing to meet those price tag demands in the next segment of this show. But, Bobby, Roquan's brand of football has former Raven and Pro Football Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp excited about his potential fit in Mike McDonald's defense. Yeah, so Shannon was asked specifically how much he thinks Roquan can help the Ravens D on a scale of 1 to 10. I say a 7. He's not Ray Lewis, but he's better than what they got. Nope. And remember, Skip, in March, they were in the running for Bobby Wagner. They were. And he decided to go to the Rams. And so now they get the second leading tackler since he's ended the league behind Bobby Wagner. He's a three-down back, a three-down backer. Uh, he's tremendous in, in run stopping. Yeah, he's a thumper. But I, I see he's average or maybe slightly above average in pass coverage. That's not what he's great at, but this is an upgrade to what they got. Now, when I say he's not Ray, Ray was one of the unique middle linebackers. Ray could take the ball away. Ray could intercept it. Ray would blitz, strip side, get the ball, pick it up, and do things with it. So he's not that. But the Ravens defense is like, you know what? I think we got a chance here. 
and they've let some a 21-point lead, a 17-point lead, a 10-point lead, let those leads slip away. They say, you know what? If we get better play, the one thing we know about the Ravens, they are not afraid to plunge. They will go out. If they feel there's someone out there that can help them, they'll go get it. And so uh, I like the move. I'm going to say it's a seven. So a seven for Shannon on his one to 10 scale in terms of how much the addition of Roquan helps Baltimore right now, Sarah. We should probably keep in mind that Shannon overlapped with Ray Lewis for two seasons in Baltimore, 2000 and 2001, which I would think is the reason why he was somewhat apprehensive about making even the slightest comparison to what many feel, especially in Baltimore, is the greatest linebacker of all time. Yeah, I mean, those two won a Super Bowl together. So Shannon, more so than most, can speak to Ray's greatness. Plus, let's just face it, Roquan is in his fifth NFL season, so he's still on his rookie contract. The the comparisons aren't even fair. He's just getting started. Now, in that same segment from Undisputed, Skip Bayless was posed the same question. How much will Roquan's arrival help the Ravens on a scale of 1 to 10? He went with a nine. It feels like Roquan Smith was born to be a Raven. Oh, yeah, he definitely definitely feels. It just feels like he belongs in purple. Okay, so I'm not suggesting he's Ray, but boy, he's pretty great. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made second team all pro the last two years, leading the league to this point in tackles. Skip, the reason why I didn't go higher, when when it comes to drafts, I like guys that either go put the quarterback on the ground, a la Charles Haley. Yeah. That's why Charles Haley has such an impact, because what could he do, Skip? He could go put the guy on the ground, or a guy that can go score points. I get that, but this man is a tackling machine. Oh, absolutely. In, in that regard, he is at least Ray Oh, yeah, Ryan. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he, he doesn't take the ball away like Ray does. They rank the Ravens right now 20th in points allowed at yeah. 22.9. That yeah. is not Ravens-esque. No. Nah. Right? No. Yet... The caveat to all this, you went and got somebody else's financial problem. Mm-hmm. Well, you got the biggest financial problem in the league right now under your nose in your house. And guess what? Both of them represent themselves. You know, for whatever it's worth, the last two players to record 300 plus tackles and 30 plus tackles for loss in a two year span have been Ray Lewis, who did so in Baltimore from 1999 to 2000. And the newest Raven, Roquan Smith, who achieved the feat in Chicago from 2020 to 2021. But partner, look, whether he's Ray-like or not, the Ravens are happy he's in Baltimore, as is NBC analyst Chris Sims. The Ravens are one of those teams, Mike, that we look at. I look at at least to go, yeah, they might not be in the class of the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles right now. But the Ravens are one team to me that they can win the Super Bowl this year. That they're better than their five and three record. They've shown moments this year of being a very dominant football team, even in some of the losses where you go, wait, there was two or three quarters in that game where they were clearly the better team and they just made mistakes that are fixable or correctable. So, you know, and then you go, you add that to the defense seems to be getting its footing. Some of the guys are getting healthy. And man, now you got Patrick Queen and this guy running around the middle of the field with some big dudes who can kind of get, keep people off them in the run game, and now they can just run and go get the ball, and they're both phenomenal blitzers, and the Ravens aren't a great pass rush front four, but they're creative in their blitzes. I, I, I think this is I think it's a great move by the Ravens. I do. Yeah, Bobby, the national reaction to this trade has been overwhelmingly positive. 
But you know who I trust more than anyone? <laughs> a guy who's been in the building, and that's former Raven scout Daniel Jeremiah. The Baltimore Ravens, Ozzie's always believed in building it up the middle. You think about Eric DaCosta taking over. That's all he's known as the Baltimore Ravens. He's going to believe in that same exact philosophy. When I was there, you had Haloti Nada, Ed Reed, uh, Ray Lewis. Just right up the middle of that defense, that's where that thing ran. You talked about C.J. Mosley and how key a part of that defense he was when he was there. They've just always believed in that. They've always invested in that, and not a surprise at all to see this trade. The other thing that you need to remember with the Baltimore Ravens is this team is, is leads the world in comp picks over the last 10 years. They, they are not active yep. or really aggressive traditionally in free agency. They know how to play the formulas, so they end up getting these extra comp picks when guys walk. I'd be curious to see what this does mean for Patrick Queen uh, in the future, if they would resign him or if they allow him to move on and collect the comp pick uh, when it's his time. Because I could, I, I'd be shocked if they did not resign uh, Roquan Smith after making this trade and make him kind of the centerpiece of this defense. So we've been talking about the talent on the Ravens roster for a Super Bowl run right now, this season. But partner, we also can't overlook the contract implications that loom after this season. Yeah, and Bobby, they are big implications. Eric DaCosta is going to have to figure out how to negotiate not one, but two potential record-breaking contracts at two different positions with Lamar Jackson and Roquan Smith. And they only have one franchise tag to buy extra time to get it done. Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk, he broke it down. Roquan Smith and Lamar Jackson could say to each other, you know what, if we just both refuse to sign a long-term deal, they can only franchise tag one of us. The other one's going to free agency. I assume between the two they would franchise tag Lamar Jackson. I assume they would. Right. But this is a tough spot for the Ravens. They have to sign one of these two guys or they risk definitely losing one. And, and Chris, one more point. I, I, I've heard people say, well, well, if they lose Roquan Smith, they'll get a third-round compensatory pick. Well, are, did they really give up a 2-5 and a five in A.J. Klein to get a compensatory pick down the road, a third-rounder? Is that why they're doing it for a half-year rental? I don't think you do this deal unless you think you're going to have Roquan Smith around beyond this year. Agreed. It, it, you're, the goal is to keep him. Yeah. You don't make that move if you aren't trying to keep him. Yes, it's a consolation prize if he leaves, but you're not doing that for, hey, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go up a two and a five in 2023 and a player to get this guy that we're going to have for half a season, and then he's, he's going to leave in free agency, and we're going to get a third-round pick in 2024. I don't think that's the plan that they devised when they did this. No. You know, I think Mike makes a good point. That plan A isn't to rent Roquan and get a comp pick 18 months from now. If Roquan is everything everyone expects him to be, I don't think DaCosta would have any problem paying him because he would be a solid centerpiece for a young and upcoming defense. Hey, partner, while all of that sounds great, this does still leave Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it does, but I really don't think the presence of Roquan is what's going to seal Lamar's fate. You know, the Ravens didn't pay Lamar before Roquan arrived, and if they don't going forward, it won't be because this new middle linebacker is here. If the Ravens want Lamar and need more time, they'll use the tag on him. He's priority number one. And I'll just leave you with this sentiment from Good Morning Football's Peter Schrager, who I think summed up the current situation best when he wrote this on Twitter. Quote, these won't be easy contract situations to deal with later. But DaCosta doesn't care. If they get better today, bring it on. 
They're thinking about a game in February, not a negotiating table in March. I respect it. Close quote. And before we jump, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this from the Ravens, who on Tuesday activated outside linebackers Tyus Bowser and David Ajabo from the PUP list and injured reserve, respectively. Finally, both are eligible to play Monday night in New Orleans, which could mark and would mark Ajabo's NFL debut. And man, was it a busy Tuesday ahead of the league's trade deadline. Most notably, the Denver Broncos traded standout outside linebacker Bradley Chubb, the Miami Dolphins, for a bunch of draft picks and running back Chase Edmonds. Elsewhere, the Pittsburgh Steelers sent wide receiver Chase Claypool to the Chicago Bears for a 2023 second rounder. And how about this? The Jacksonville Jaguars acquired suspended wide receiver Calvin Ridley, who's sitting out at least all of this season for gambling on NFL games as a member of the Atlanta Falcons. And finally, according to BaltimoreRavens.com, new linebacker Roquan Smith will wear jersey number 18, not 58 as he did in Chicago. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you love our show, please tap the follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com if you have comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising with us. That is all the time we've got today, but the Vault will be back on Thursday with the Ravens news you need to know.